Hey everyone, my name is Marcus and welcome back to the Savvy Consumer Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the psychology and human behavior behind consumption and how we can utilize this knowledge to become a more savvy consumer. Joining me once again this week is John. John, say hi. What's up? Yeah, John, so you know, it was, being, it was being brought to my attention that we agree way too often on this podcast and so we need to insert some disagreement into this podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, why don't we just throw out like some random topic that we are confirmed going to disagree on and then like we can just disagree for the entire podcast. Mm, like politics oh wait no okay never mind on to our next topic please okay uh, because of this uh, you know this this definitely shaped the topic that we're going to talk about today and the topic that we're going to talk about today is minimalism and maximalism um, you know what they mean yeah what they mean their pros and cons you know which you prefer and why yeah there's like four syllables in each or something like that. <laughs> Big words. But I think um, the reason why I, I thought that we might um, have slightly contrasting opinions on this is because I think in one of the podcasts, you mentioned that you are a hoarder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to keep stuff. I don't like to throw things away, you know? You know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know you like to throw things away. I, well, that's, that's a tricky thing. That's a tricky thing that we're going to get into later. But uh, so I think to <laughs> to kind of frame the way that we discuss this today, I'm going to give like some uh, some definitions of both minimalism and maximalism. So there is this home design website called The Spruce. Uh, the website has won multiple awards in uh, like uh, writing about home design and lifestyle. And they define minimalism as all about getting rid of excess items and using only the things that you need. And maximalism as more about design and features, colors, shapes, tones, and textures to create an over-the-top space. So, you know, in terms of consuming stuff, in terms of making up your room, or in terms of living your lifestyle, minimalism is about less is more. And maximalism, although this, this definition kind of points more towards the design elements of things, where they're talking about our house having uh, bombastic colors and very, very bright, mismatched perhaps kind of colors in this in the in the case of it being opposite to minimalism we're talking about you know people who think that oh you know it's fine to have a lot of things it's fine to maybe have a couple of the same thing or a couple of one thing and sometimes uh, you might find that they have a lot of things that they don't necessarily need but perhaps to some extent it brings them joy and so i think for the both of us I would tend to fall into more of the minimalist bracket, whereas maybe mm. what I, I foresee, I don't know, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you might fall under more of the maximalist bracket. Oh, dude, I'm totally a hoarder, man. <laughs> you see my room. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, give, talking about... Give us an mm. idea of uh, what, what you're hoarding. Oh, oh. I mean, uh, let me see. Just a look at my desk, right? There's a few pairs of earphones on my desk. There's a couple of wires. There's a few, uh, what's, what these called? Uh, external hard disks just stacked under my monitor. And then I have, uh, like my old phone. And I mean, I guess it's mainly tech stuff. Mm. And oh, there's this, uh, plushie of, uh, Sobble from Pokemon. <laughs> oh, it's fine. My, my, my Grookey plushie's right over there. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Ah, so cute. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, mainly it's tech, I think. If I look around my room, yeah, it's, it's mainly tech. So, okay, so you hot, you hot tech. tech. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and like I think you mentioned once that you have how many keyboards right now? Oh, jeez, guys, don't even get into that. I have like uh, I can't even I, I don't even know I like seven keyboards or something like that, including the one that I'm using daily, my daily driver. Why would anyone custom mechanical keyboard? Why would anyone have a need for seven keyboards? Well, I don't need seven keyboards. It's like, it's just something that I accrued over the years, you know? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you start off with like the base model, right? So the first one was like a black, uh, was a razor black widow or something like that. And it's like, uh, actually, I don't really like this one. I prefer another one, you know? And then it, it just, it just like collects, you know, on and on until it like becomes like this monster hobby that you have, which is mechanical keyboards. And sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> if only there was somebody to sponsor us. I, I like I like how the Razer Black Widow is the entry level keyboard, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, when you think of like a mechanical gaming keyboard, right? Like, instantly you think of like Razer. I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of the world, but over here it's like Razer's like done a lot of marketing. Like, everybody knows what Razer is, even like people who don't game or don't even like know their way around a computer. 
They mm. look at that green weird logo thingy and they're like, oh, that's Razer. Oh, it's definitely like, no. not an entry-level aesthetic. Well, I guess not, but it is the gamer aesthetic. It I is, mean, it that's is. the like, yeah, like the RGB makes everything better, you know? Lights and everything. Yeah, but I was I was uh, attracted to the clicky clicky of the keyboard, like that tick 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 tick. Oh, it's awesome, man. But now I prefer the tock 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 tock. <laughs> if that makes any sense. But yeah. Yeah, it's and, great. It's great. And okay, so I think uh you know we could go we could go in around here and we could say discuss maximalism, um, you know, having a couple of different things around the house. And you know, our you know, if you can weigh in on what you think are the benefits of doing so, and I'll probably throw out some non benefits to that. Right, right. To maximalism. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, right, so if you define maximalism as like not throwing away stuff or not getting rid of stuff or not like reselling stuff, I mean, I guess part of the reason why I have seven keyboards because I didn't resell any of them. But I mean, sometimes, you know, down the road, you kind of think that, oh, maybe I'll have a use for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, my mom is using one of my keyboards. She's like converted to the mechanical keyboard kind of uh, lifestyle. It's great. She's using Otemu Browns. She wouldn't even <laughs> know if you switch her keyboard back. She wouldn't know she, if you give her a different keyboard. Well, I don't have another keyboard that isn't mechanical. <laughs> and the rest of them are all like clicky. So yeah, but anyway, click, click, uh, click. I think that there's... Uh, sorry? Click, 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 click. Yeah, click, 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 yo. Click, 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 click. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I think there is something to be said about keeping things for down the road. You know, sometimes you... Like, let's say you have an old piece of furniture, like an old table. Uh, made of wood. You can take apart the wood. You could use the wood for something else down the line, you know? Like, um, I know I've used wood for different things. Uh, so there was this piece of wood. <laughs> I can see your face, dude. No one else can see, but I can. <laughs> yeah, so so there was this like, um, was it like a book stand or something? Uh, my dad used to put his like fish tank on it. It was like a little, little fish tank, the tiniest thing. And then the, it was like a side table kind of thing, but it was up to your, maybe your stomach level or your chest level mm. around there yeah so there were a few pieces of wood that was there right so when he decided to get rid of the whole thing he took it apart and he kept the uh the, the pieces of wood and i kind of used that i put like a few wheels on it you know wheels oh, like right, caster right. wheels yeah and then we we use it to like move shit around you know <laughs> like a like a little trolley so at a, at a certain point he used it to put his uh potted plants so that he could like, you know, where the sun is, he could push it to the sun. So that he can take his potter plants out for a walk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it is kind of like to reposition it, you know, it's to make your life easier, Mm. right? So if we didn't have that piece of wood, if we didn't keep it, you like, you just dumped it or you sold it. You might not have like these extra materials lying around to like uh, do something with it, you know? So I guess what I'm saying is I I like to keep things in case they have a use down the line. So like for tech, correct? Hmm. I have lots of tech, but that's a kind of a different reason. It's because I like to um, I like to try new things. I like to try different things. And before I like take a deep dive into like the expensive stuff, I always get like the cheap stuff first. So like the, these IEMs, I got twenty five dollar IEMs to see whether I like IEMs, whether I even need IEMs. Hmm. And then yeah, so yeah, so 20, these twenty five dollar IEMs are pretty good. I don't think I need to upgrade. So <laughs> it's it's kind of like a, <laughs> a happy happy accident, you know. Well, well, not really a happy accident, but... Set- well, satisfaction you know. for $25. Yeah, satisfaction for $25 is pretty good. And uh, also, I think because of this, it kind of um, frames your mindset when you're buying certain things, you know? You're like... In a way, you are kind of um, saving money hmm. by trying something before. So you place a lot more emphasis on like thinking about whether you actually want it or whether you actually need it or whether it would suit you in the first place before you like take dive and and spend that amount of cash you know so i would say maximalism though it is kind of counterintuitive i think i think it actually helps you save money yeah so we're talking about i think uh you know people there, there are different kinds of maximalism, right? There are people mm. who, you know, they, they just continuously buy things. And so that definitely doesn't save them any money, right? But no. if you're talking about, I think the natural state of things is that people tend to accrue stuff. And so mm. if you kind of don't keep that in check, you actually kind of, by status quo, you become a maximalist. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. But yeah, I guess, but when you're buying stuff, when you're accruing things, sometimes you, yeah, I mean, no, and so I, I, and so, if that you know that spending is part of your your your, your business as usual, you know your daily your daily stuff. Mm, so yeah. by by you've already bought it anyway. So mm. if you keep it and you try to reuse it for something else, then that saves you money. 
Yeah, it does. It does save you money. But of course, that's kind of a slippery slope to go down if you like buy too many things, you know? Mm. So I guess it's always like a, like a happy balance somewhere, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I can get behind the idea of, you know, maximalism and having uh, a lot of the same item because you want to try things out. And mm. also, you know, having the opportunity to somewhere down the line to use one of those things that you have kept uh, as a spare to be able mm-hmm. to to meet some of the needs that you know a family member has or you found a new use for it and i think that definitely has happened to myself before so i'm not necessarily against that but i'm just wondering i'm curious you know what what stops you from selling some of your things uh i don't know i think it's just a, a mindset you know i i don't buy things with the view to sell them so maybe uh, because of that, I kind of think a little bit more before I buy things. So when I buy something, I kind of want to keep it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, even if I don't like it, I might not like it. Like that 71 cent mouse pad. I didn't oh, like don't it tell me all. you didn't throw that away. <laughs> I didn't throw it. Did I throw it away? I think I, I bought two. So I threw one away, definitely. And then the other one was just like lying around my room, right? So then the, the other day when my mom started working from home, well, I say the other day it was like half a year ago. She was like, "Hey, do you do you have a mouse pad?" Ah, huh? now I was like, "Uh, I have something that kind of technically qualifies as a mouse pad, but I don't know if you like it, you use it. If you don't like it, just dump it." That's what I told her. That's what I told her exactly. Okay. And you know what I saw? You know what I saw when I went into her room the other day, where she works. I saw she was still using that godforsaken mouse pad. <laughs> Obviously, she finds it good, I guess, because <laughs> she didn't dump it. Well, well, that that is definitely something that we disagree on, right? Oh no, we actually we actually agree on, and we disagree with your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, it, it's very weird. Uh, people have different <laughs> perceptions of value. I guess. <laughs> One man's meat is another man's poison, right? Uh, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Precisely. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, you know. Okay, interesting story. And and how do you feel about you know not um having of owning a couple of things that you don't necessarily use? regularly at how, least how do i feel about owning things that i don't use yeah like i mean uh you know moving away from keyboards i'm sure there are other things that yeah. you have that are lying in your site that you haven't used in a long time yeah yeah definitely definitely i mean it doesn't really it doesn't really affect me that much it's, a, it's like just there you know i have this like um what's this mini bluetooth kind of speaker from uh, mini so you know the little square one yeah i think somebody gave it to me for christmas or something it's sitting just behind my monitor doing nothing but gathering dust but it's there i know it's there if i need a bluetooth uh uh what's it called speaker i'll just use it but yeah i mean i'm not too bothered by things that are lying around i'm more of a organized mess kind of guy hmm <laughs> yeah yeah like even now there are like a few boxes that are sitting on my floor just like on the floor it's like it's a new boom arm it's uh the leftovers from my keycaps of this uh custom keyboard that i made and then there's also another box that's just filled with bubble wrap it's just there uh, mm. uh, i'm not too fussed about it yeah i think you know this will probably fall under what i wanted to discuss later which was you know uh we will compare maximalism and minimalism and then we would try to say which one we preferred and why but i think one thing that i'm curious about is you know why um, how do you say at what point does it become an issue or what point does it become a problem uh okay i think yeah i think it becomes a problem when it actually affects your lifestyle so like let's say okay i have three boxes right right now uh, did i list three boxes just now yeah so i have three boxes lying in my room just uh, empty boxes not doing anything. Hmm. But the thing is, they're not in my way. So if they're not in my way, I won't think about clearing them off. Right? So if... Okay. If, if, okay. if it was 30 boxes and every time I wanted to walk out of my room, I had to shift 10 of them, that would be a problem. And that's when I would probably start cleaning up. Hmm. Well, I mean, it probably wouldn't get to that extent but you know you know you know what i'm trying to say right yeah if it gets in your way then you kind of like move it aside mm. or get rid of it yeah but if it's like just like that uh not really affecting my lifestyle i mean the camera can't see it no it's not on my zoom calls it's fine nobody cares yeah but the, the, so the funny thing is that there are you know earlier we we might have shared about 
some of those TV programs where people go into other people's houses and they clean it up. And when you go into those uh, houses, yeah. you see it's such a huge mess. But the mm-hmm. people inside are usually fine with it. So that out yeah. there, there are people who are fine with having 30 boxes and having the boxes block their doors and they're still fine mm-hmm. with it and their threshold is so different. So I guess their threshold being different from yours is the same as your threshold being different from mine. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think everyone has to draw a balance somewhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, but at a certain point, I think too much is too much. <laughs> okay, so so then what do you think about the idea of minimalism? Like, what do you think What do you think it could offer in contrast to what you have now, for example? Both, well, both good and bad. Uh, minimalism? I don't know, it... I, I I never really liked the um, whole minimalist concept, you know, like the whole aesthetic of minimalism. I've never really kind of jived with it. It's like, your room looks so empty. I mean, it looks clean, it looks nice, uh, but it's just more surfaces for dust to settle on, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's also easier okay. for you to clean, right? I guess if I got around to cleaning anything, but you know, okay. I clean like, once in a while. <laughs> I only clean once in a while. You know, it's the same thing with the boxes, right? If it's, if I'm not too fussed about it. Unless I'm like putting my hand on the table and then it's coming off and it's like dust, then I will probably wipe the table. But you know, oh man, exposing myself for the slob I, I am. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if you know. Let's say you know you think that thirty boxes is excessive, right? So if you currently have three boxes, which is like ten percent of 30, 30 boxes, mm. maybe you think of yourself as a minimalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know so and then you're you're probably wondering like why is he asking me about, about this I'm a minimalist you know by my, in my own right <laughs> yeah that's true that's true everyone has their own perspective on minimalism right so like whatever doesn't spark joy goes out whatever case, doesn't spark joy yeah you put it in the trash can right so, so do those three boxes spark joy for you John yeah they spark lots of joy dude they spark lots of joy I could understand if they spark joy if you were a cat and you were going to <laughs> jump in those boxes and hide in there but Come mm, on, you can't fit in the box. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't do anything with the box, but I mean, I'm too lazy to do anything about it also, you know? Sometimes you just open a package and it's like, ah, I'm more interested in what's inside the package than what's outside, you know? So it's like, no, just leave it there. Yeah, I mean, you know, even though as, even as I'm chastising you about, you know, having boxes in your room, I actually just remember that I, I just until maybe a couple of days ago, I had three boxes in my room. I had bought uh. a couple of things and I wanted to <laughs> save those boxes for, you know, because when I sell stuff, you know, sometimes you post the things uh, out and you yeah, need yeah. a cardboard box to post them in. And so sometimes mm. I keep these boxes around and I think that, okay, you know, when someone buys my stuff, I am mm. going to use these boxes to ship it out. But the the it's just so much easier to buy something than it is to sell something, in my opinion, which is, that is true. one of the reasons for this podcast, you know, how to help people sell their stuff or, you know, to make them uh, more conscious of their spending habits so that they kind of mm. don't get into the same the same habit of accruing way too much things as perhaps i have done before so i think um maybe i'll go on to the minimalism and to explain kind of my perspective um i do agree that there are different degrees of minimalism i think we can have in mind the aesthetic of you know if you just go to youtube and you search minimalism if you read you know marie kondo you probably heard about her having things you know your house has very few things inside your house colors are pretty well aligned it's usually white brown maybe some green from plants and things like that um there are people who show off their their backpacks and they say like you know i only have 100 possessions in my life and that Mm. can also be helped by you know they don't even own a house they just rent a place so technically the, the the house and the furnishing doesn't belong to them in order to keep to that 100 item kind of threshold and people like to mm. compete that they like you know oh you have seven you have 70 items i have 60 items so i i win you as a minimalist right yeah you know <laughs> i mean not to go to that extreme but i think yeah. for me the idea of minimalism just means um keeping things simple and not having things that i don't use mm. um even things that i use i think keeping them in keeping them out of plain sight would be something that I would enjoy. And I think um, to explain the reason why I feel this works for me, it's something that I've not been entirely successful at, but uh, I would definitely prefer it as compared to having way too many things. You know, one mm-hmm. of those, you know, sometimes you wonder like, 
let's say you go out and eat or something right would you rather have not enough food or would you rather have too much food you know so I, I, i'm wondering whether it kind of correlates to that as well for me i think for me i think um it just correlates to how much mental space i have so the physical space kind of equates to the mental space in the sense okay. that if I come into a room and there are a lot of things around and it feels very cluttered, you know, I pers- I physically would feel cluttered and my mind would feel mm. cluttered as well. I think one of the, the ways I experienced this was, let's say I have, uh, you know, let's say I, I play five different games, for example, and I yeah. put all those five shortcuts on my desktop sometimes when i come back and i see all those five i would be tempted to kind of play one of the five and then i would have to make a decision between the five and that kind of creates a lot of um, maybe like a decision stress for myself okay. as compared to you know if i only had one option for example then i if i wanted to play a game i would just have one and so in a sense that kind of simplifies my life and i think huh. you know recently my job has been pretty stressful and so mm-hmm. i have felt like I want things to be a little bit simpler and one of the ways that I can make my life simpler is to kind of get rid of the physical physical clutter around me yeah fair enough fair enough I mean I can I can totally understand that like if you're in a clean kind of space then your mind is kind of clean as well uh, clean is not really it's clear your mind clear. is clean <laughs> your mind is definitely you, not clean dude you could you could um, yeah I think maybe your mind is more yeah yeah so i mean yeah. i i i can i can understand that point right so you come into a nice clean room it feels nice like it's like walking into a hotel room for the first time you know it's like oh wow, yeah it's fantastic so great feeling right yeah, it's, a, it's a totally different feeling than walking back into your own room because uh, i mean somehow or other there'll be a little bit of clutter here and there you know but yeah i don't know i i feel like clutter gives um gives character things character yes oh no come on <laughs> yeah 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 but yeah, I mean, minimalism, I, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. I, I do kind of practice a little bit of minimalism in terms of the things that I wear. Oh, okay. So like, in terms of my clothing. So I have like, I legit have like four of the same black t-shirts. The so exact same whenever, shirt. The exact same shirt. I bought it from, I bought it from overseas. I was in, where was I? Uh, I think it was London or somewhere. So there was this, it was at this like place called Primark, right? It's like, imagine Oh, H&M. Primark, yes. Yeah, imagine it's like H&M uh, yes. or whatever the equivalent is in US or wherever you're listening from this from. It, the t-shirts, they cost like $2.50. I remember Singapore that. Dollars. I remember yeah, that. It was super, super, super cheap. And I was like, yeah, let's just get four. Why not, right? If there were more, I would have gotten more. <laughs> but there weren't and I didn't. So yeah, it, I mean, it, it's great. It's great to have. I I mean, yeah, as you were saying, it's great to not have a choice sometimes so when i whenever i open my cupboard i just reach for the first black shirt i see right and it'll be a black shirt that i can wear which is one of the four which is one of the four precisely. Or, or the the 20 other black shirts that you have from other brands yeah i i probably have like four black uniqlo t-shirts as well <laughs> what's the number so four like, i don't know it, it just feels like a, a nice number to buy you know sometimes do you like they have they run like this uh, kind of um what do you call it uh, buy one get one free kind of deal so you get four mm. there's there isn't like a, a case where you like get five unless they're running like a 20% discount but 20% discount doesn't automatically like oh I gotta buy one more but you know <laughs> I think four is like a, a, a nice number mm. where you like grab stuff you know and four is also like you know you can if if you had to wear it every day you can wear it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and then after that you can wash it and then you have uh, Thursday, Friday and then you have the shirts that are dry already <laughs> from the first three days so technically four is a good number to last the entire week seven days yeah about there, about there. That's I mean, that's assuming you wash your your shirt every day, lah. Correct, which I do. <laughs> so you wash your shirt every day. I don't wash my shirts every day, but I I I swap them out so like every day I change the shirt, lah. Basically, basically, mm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's kind of like what you know, um, Mark Zuckerberg. He also has like entire wardrobe of just this one T-shirt and this like same pair of jeans. Yeah. He has like lots of it, and he he also um. He also accounts it. No, he also attributes it to like how successful he is because it's one less decision that he makes a day. So I can kind of get where you are coming from with the five games and one game kind of thing. But for me, I don't know. I like to have the choice of having five games, you know, uh, except when it comes to clothing. I don't give a shit. I'm a slob. I'm a weep. <laughs> go so, out anyway. So maybe, maybe minimalism is one of those things that can be applied by domain. 
Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I think I think the the idea that most people have of so I think that's an interesting idea. But I think I think uh, for most of these people who they try to adopt a full kind of lifestyle, they definitely you know if they say they're a minimalist, they definitely try to apply that minimalist um, character to all aspects of their life. I think so. I think so maybe so maybe for most people they would occupy some middle ground where they say okay you know what uh, I'm going I don't mind having a little bit of excess in certain areas but I would be minimalistic mm. in other areas and then uh, you know at the extreme ends are the people who are like okay I'm going to be minimalist in everything and the other other end are people who hoard stuff and they don't care and they never throw anything away and yeah I, I don't know I, I think people who like practice minimalism to the extreme I feel like they're very sad because nothing in their life sparks joy <laughs> so they throw everything away. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a matter of quant it's a matter of quality over quantity, right? Uh, well, well, or maybe I mean, it depends. Or maybe they it have depends. they have really grasped the the true essence of happiness in life, which is that you don't necessarily need to own something in order for it to to to, well, to spark joy, which is the 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 basis for subscription models, isn't it? <laughs> I guess, I guess that is true. That is true. Yeah, but I mean, if if it comes down to like renting a house versus owning a house, uh. I think financially speaking, renting a house is going to actually cost you more money in the long run than owning a house. Mm, it's true, and and whatever stuff is in it. So I I don't know. So I feel like minimalism eh, in that sense, not so not so uh cheap on your pocket. You know, I'm sure there are, like I'm sure there are minimalists who actually own a house. Oh yeah, yeah. I I guess not the extreme ones, like I mean, I'm talking about the like totally to the end of the spectrum kind of minimalist. Like I have only ten items in my life. Everything sparks joy. Oh kind man, of ten. Yeah. Well, I think ten is ten is way too unreasonable. I don't know, man. Like it's a like laptop, isn't one of them going to be an underwear and a shirt and a pants? I hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that that's already three down, you know. I I hope this guy doesn't uh doesn't go out without shoes. So that's another one, you know. I hope he doesn't. Oh, that's true. I hope he doesn't wear his shoes without socks. So so that's five. Oh, you know, yeah. if this guy's uh if this guy's uh having some eyesight, uh you know challenges with eyesight, then he's gonna need glasses and things like that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Or maybe he has one of everything. Maybe he washes his clothing every single day. Like at the end of the day, before he goes to bed, he like washes it and then hangs it up. And next morning, it's dry and he wears it again. You know. And so when uh, he's not, when he's washing it, what is he wearing? Nothing at all. <laughs> I mean, do you have to be wearing anything when you're at home alone? You don't. But this is not something that you say. <laughs> so, so you know, you know, in Singapore, we are kind of. You know, the impression of that foreigners, you know, people overseas have of Singaporeans is that, you know, we are very strict and Singapore is a fine city. You know, we, we whatever you do is wrong and we find you, right? So mm-hmm. when I was on exchange, I had a couple of German classmates and they they were saying that, oh, you know, oh, you're from Singapore, you know, wow, we heard that we were there before and we heard that Singapore is a, you know, they, they find you for everything. And I was like, okay, why, why don't you give me some examples of uh, what you have heard? that we can punish you for or we the police the, the authorities will come and find you for and they said well you know you can't walk around naked in your own house and that is true yeah and for me i was like well yeah um does that mean you walk around naked in your own house and they were like yeah we do and i was like huh i think there's a cultural uh, cultural difference here uh, I mean, I, they're, I they're mean... so they're so unabashed about doing it, and <laughs> I mean, even if I do it, I'm not going to go around saying that I do it, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've definitely done it. I mean, it's not an <laughs> cut, offense. Cut it's... the podcast. Clip <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... the podcast. <laughs> it's not. It's not a chargeable <laughs> offense unless they actually see you, which is weird. I mean, it it's a weird it's a weird kind of uh logic, right? It it, it you're in your own house. Why can't you be naked in your own house? I mean... Like, what's the difference between your house and the bathroom? The only difference is that no one can see you in the bathroom, correct? So then, why is there this, like, stigma about walking around naked in the house? I mean, it's about I mean, being socially socially responsible. So if it disturbs the peace of others and others happen to see you and they are disturbed, you know? Uh, I mean, okay, so let me ask I you mean, I mean, so if, 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 if somebody sees you and they're not disturbed, then they won't complain and nothing's going to nothing's gonna happen to you, right? So Yeah, yeah, precisely. So, okay, let, let me pose you a question, right? So if, let's say, you were, like, living, like, next door to your neighbor, right? Like, it was just 
a window between you and his 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 apartment or something. And then one day you just looked over and you saw he was like he was like just walking around, dong hanging out, waving in the wind, getting the breeze. And like, would you feel disturbed? I I I would because that's something that I have not seen before. But I wouldn't mm. go so far as to report it. I think. Mm, interesting, interesting. But I wouldn't give an ass about it. <laughs> I'll be totally fine with it. I mean, it's his house. His yeah, life. you 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 can uh, wear your pants, and so you don't have to give a <laughs> nothing. No, but it's like nice and breezy, you know. You know, you know. Even like the difference, like just the difference between wearing like uh briefs and boxer like trunks. You know, it's already like the difference is night and day. Mm. If you don't wear anything at all, oh my god, the breeze that goes through. Whew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. Okay, okay so the moral, the moral <laughs> of the story here, guys, is that you know you don't, you don't, uh, you know you don't walk around naked in your own house, and if you do in Singapore, please close all your blinds so that no one else can see you. <laughs> I know yep. that you know. I know that some YouTubers in Singapore they try and tell their overseas what their overseas uh, YouTube subscribers and people who watch the videos that people in Singapore don't wear pants in their own homes. That is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> do not do not listen to them. People in Singapore I mean, do wear pants to their house. Technically boxers are pants, right? I well that's uh that's a topic that we do not have the answer for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've gone on with a strange <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but that is the essence of minimalism, isn't it? <laughs> I think we, we, we talked about both you know minimalism and maximalism and the middle ground and I think maybe we I, I would like for us each to take a stand on you know what's a good what's a good uh, status quo for us in terms of our own lives and in terms of you know something that's quantifiable right so I can only pick minimalism or maximalism is it no I mean I mean in the sense that I mean, both of us, our answers would probably fall somewhere in between. So, you know, yep. that's our answer fall more towards minimalism and maximalism. Uh-huh. And in terms of some numbers, you know, what does that lifestyle look like, for example? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm definitely leaning more towards maximalism. I mean, I mean, if you couldn't already tell, it was obvious that I'm leaning towards maximalism. I mean, I like to have um, options in life. You know, variety is the spice of life. I hmm. have uh, three earphones. Any day I could decide, oh, I don't want to use this one today. I want to use the other one. I mean, I have the option to choose what I want to do. And uh, when my table gets too cluttered, I just dump it all into my drawer, which is equally cluttered. But it's out of the way <laughs> and I don't see it. So, I mean, that kind of counts, right? I clean up. It it, it <laughs> does count, you know? It does count, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like I have this um, little Ottoman thing, which is like, you know, you open it and then there's a little space underneath the seat. Right. You can put like stuff in there. So, yeah, if you open my little Ottoman now, there's lots of stuff in there. There's like a, an eclectic, mix of things there's like a basketball in there there's like some books in there so it's like it's all over the place but yeah i think i think i i definitely prefer to have uh something that's more cluttered or i mean or rather it's it's something that i do when i see an empty space i put stuff on it and then over the over time it just like kind of accrues you know mm. so like now i mean i cleared my desk probably about a month ago I like move some of the papers, I threw some of them away. And then now it's like there's coins, there's like a Last of Us 2 game case, there's a YC8 connector, there's like this foam thingy that came with my phone case, there's a, one of those magic wipe things on my table. And then there's, of course, the three earphones <laughs> that are there, as well as my water bottle, my notebook, my pen, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm definitely leaning more towards maximalism. And I definitely enjoy like having things around me. <laughs> Rather than having like an empty desk. It feels empty somehow. There, empty. There, there are more things on your desk than the guy who has 10 items. Yes, precisely. I mean, a pair of boxes is not on my desk, but I don't know. One day it could be. Maybe boxes are not on that guy's list of items. Or maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> ah, hey, he could, he could be a briefs man. He could be a briefs man. He could be a briefs man. Or he man. could be or a he commando. Could be a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, commando. Could be a commando. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I think. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think for myself, I would lean more towards minimalism, as we we already know. And I think the the funny thing for myself is that in the process of trying to become minimalist, I have accrued a lot of things, and mm-hmm. the reason for that is when you have the option and when you say that okay, you know, instead of having five things, I just want one thing. 
you really, really need to make sure that that one thing kind of fulfills whatever you need to use it for. And so mm. that is uh, something, that is a journey that people have to find out for themselves. And that for me is in terms of, you know, let's say I buy, uh, let's say I buy an ebook reader, for example. And yeah, it's great because I can get rid of all my books and it, you just have one ebook reader. And so that enables me to be more minimalistic and it kind mm. of clears up space not only in my room, but also in terms of my mental space, for example. Mm. But then, uh, you know, something funny about Amazon Kindles is that it's 2020 and they have not released one with a USB-C port. <laughs> and, so, and so in my mind, that's like, what? Why would you not do that? Everything has a USB-C port nowadays. And mm. that's like the latest standard. You need to get it. And so in my opinion, that's not, uh, you know, if I were to have an ebook reader that i would be completely satisfied by or you know somewhat satisfied by enough that usb port would be a usb c so that i would only mm. need one cable to to be able to charge on my devices for example and so i think in the process of finding what things would work for myself in a minimalist setting i've actually accrued mm. quite a lot of things and you know that's mm. where my whole buying and selling journey has come about you know i i probably was a maximalist at some point of time i i think my record was I at one point I had thirteen guitars in my room. Holy shit! What? what 13, okay, I, one, so it's a long story. So you know, in national service, I had suddenly had disposable income and I was miserable all the time, and so spending money was kind mm. of like my way of of dealing with that. And so you know, right, at some right. point, I had thirteen guitars in my room, and my room was totally cluttered. And oh, you know, geez. I thought that that brought me happiness. Like I thought owning these guitars brought me happiness, but I realized mm. that that was something that did not bring me happiness you know or mm, at the very did not least spark joy. yeah it did not spark joy at all <laughs> uh, at the very least it was very short-lived and so mm. now i have gone the other way so i have gone that way out of experience having been someone who has owned a lot of things and thinking that it has brought me joy and now moving to the other direction where you know having less in my opinion is more and i think mm. uh you know i you can't go to the extreme because if you have like maybe 50 things and you really, really need something. It's going to be super inconvenient if you don't have it or if you need mm, to go and find yep. someone who has it. So yep. there definitely is some kind of a threshold. You know, I don't know what the threshold is. Maybe 100, 150, for example. But I've always uh, imagined that um, one day I would be able to kind of cut my possessions down to a meaningful number that I would be happy with and mm. I would not feel any need to kind of change things unless it was to upgrade. Uh, right. to kind of like the same thing mm -hmm. or you know to replace it if it was broken um, mm -hmm. it's probably easier for clothes for example I have dreamed about you know narrowing down my wardrobe to you know seven shirts or seven uh, pairs of shorts and seven pairs of socks that kind of thing but it's something that I'm still figuring out and you know I think to some extent it is a personality thing also like I do believe that if one day I ever were to reach the apex of minimalism for example 150 things and I've like you know, I'm done. I've reached 150 things and all these things are great. You know, I would probably just find something else to go and improve on because I think for yeah, me, yeah, this is a, a, a means of improvement as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about um, the Amazon Kindle, right? Yeah. Why they don't have a USB-C. You know, it's a ploy. It's all a ploy. They want you to buy the next one. They have to leave they're, some features out so you not, upgrade, dude. It's been years. They're not even doing it. Yeah, but people are still where, buying where, the Kindle, yo. Where is it? I think the Amazon Kindle has kind of like a um, monopoly on the ebook industry, don't you think? Like everyone's they, buying an Amazon Kindle. They, I mean, you can use your iPad for it. Although yeah, the yeah, iPad yeah. is I not mean, a dedicated ebook reader. Uh, yeah. Amazon Kindle, I, I I believe there are a few others, just that I can't. Are there? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, so maybe you're right. They do have a monopoly on it <laughs> because I can't remember any of the others. Yeah, I'm not much of an ebook reader kind of guy. Uh, I, I like to read physical books. And there's, there's, there's something about reading an actual book that like, it sparks joy. It does spark. There is, but I don't know when you go on the trip, for example, and you you mm. read really quickly, and mm. what are you gonna carry ten books in your luggage? No, you you kind of like spread the book out. I mean, if you're going like traveling and you can finish ten books, that's a little bit weird, don't you think? You should be spending a little bit more time traveling and less time <laughs> reading. <laughs> you gotta reprioritize a little bit there, buddy. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I definitely used to have this practice of buying a book when I went to the airport every time before I got into a plane. So that was oh. the book that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I used so to do that too. Of, 
yeah, so it kind of it kind of survived the whole trip, and probably by the end of the trip, I would have like read a third of it, or like at the very most, I would have read half of it, you know, and then I would finish it uh, mm. when I'm back in Singapore. So yeah, it's 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 a interesting um yeah, but so I I would assume like the army lifestyle would have fit you very well, you know, because you only have one locker and they got to keep your bed, and then there's a specific way to put your pillow, your specific place, uh, a specific way to fold your blanket even, and then can't have any creases on the bed sheet. And everything has to be nice and arranged inside your what do you call it locker? Is it locker? Yeah, locker. Yeah, and then you, yeah, and then you it, only have like three number fours hanging there. You know that kind of thing. That, did you did you not enjoy that? I did enjoy that aspect, but that aspect was accompanied with a lot of other aspects which I didn't enjoy. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I, and and the idea of for for you know basic training that was something that you had to do instead of something that you wanted to do, and yep, so yep. you know that always plays a factor a, a role in how satisfied you feel about something you know is it mm. are you doing it because you have to or because you want to true true yeah i hated it i hated every second of it <laughs> it's like why why do you have to fold your blanket this way it doesn't make any sense can i just like fold it this way it looks it's about also. it's about discipline it's not about sense <laughs> yeah it's about discipline and obviously i'm lacking a little bit of discipline but you know you know it is what it is it is what it is it doesn't matter whether you got discipline or not like in the end of the day you can unlock also so no difference. Oops. Does does that mean that that minimalistic people are more disciplined? I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Topic for another day? No. Topic for today? Oh come Wait. on! It's almost the end of today. <laughs> Alright, we can probably save it for another day then. Yeah. Okay. So I think we would like to move on. Uh, you know, I prepared this question in advance, but it kind of you kind of covered it. But I'm gonna ask oh. it anyway. Mm-hmm. So the question I prepared was: Would you rather? wear the same clothes multiple times or have a significant amount of clothes you never wear? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know my answer. I, I probably have the same clothes that wear multiple times. Though I do have a significant amount of clothes which I never wear as well. It's like clothes that accrue over the years and I grew fat, right? And I can't wear them anymore. So now it's just in my cupboard. <laughs> so so, your, so the, the answer that you have is, you know, A, the first one, but, you know, yes. your status quo is B, which is... You have a... uh, yes, Yes, don't, that don't, is true. Don't you see an issue there? there? There is a little bit of an issue there. It's only an issue when I run out of closet space, though. <laughs> yeah. You could put yeah. it into the boxes. I, 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 thought, could. I thought your answer was going to be, I don't need to wear clothes. Uh, well, I mean, if I were to stay at home the whole day and there was nobody else at home, I mean, then why would you need clothes? <laughs> and then it's like, surprise, we're back early. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all about knowing uh, people's schedules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think okay, it's going to be quite interesting because I think my answer is going to be the second one, which is I would rather have oh, a significant oh. amount of clothes I never wear. I okay. think because I'm thinking that having a few clothes that I constantly wear is going to be slightly dis- slightly disgusting because of how Singapore mm. is. It's hot and it's humid. And if I were to go out, you know, if I've gone out in the same shirt yesterday and I've, I sweated so much in it, I really wouldn't want to wear that same shirt again. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I think uh, I probably have some kind of skin problems, uh, slight skin problems here and there. So that probably contributes to my answer as well. Mm. Um, yes. I would choose to have uh, enough clothes to cycle through the days and mm-hmm. have a significant amount of clothes that I don't wear but you know I would definitely always be contemplating about throwing out the things that I didn't use or I, I don't mm-hmm. use regularly uh, it's something that I've done actually pretty pretty often this year I've probably chucked out a couple of my clothes uh, this year mm-hmm. as well a few times even interesting interesting yeah, yeah. from the minimalist yeah yeah dude we, we just we, we just we were just uh, being hypocritical, you know. We we were talking all these things and like, uh, holier than holier than thou. I'm a minimalist. You're a maximalist, kind of thing, right? And and then oh, first first test of the day. Oh, wrong yeah. answer, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally flopped. But I guess yeah, you know. Th- I guess maybe life's not that simple. The other question that I have is, which hopefully is going to be more interesting. Uh, would you rather stay in a one thousand square foot apartment or a ten thousand mm. square foot apartment? Hmm, that is an interesting question. I don't know. It, it it really kind of depends, right? If you're living with somebody, let's say you're living with like three people, a thousand square feet is kind of a small space. For 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 context, a thousand square feet is like the average apartment square size in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. So it is, yeah, yeah, thousand square feet. But yeah, I, I, if it was just me, I would have no problem staying in a thousand square feet. You know, I, I would prefer that to like 10,000 square feet. Chunky boy. 
Yeah, the chunky boy, thousand square feet is enough, man. But I mean, ten thousand square feet, you, like you think of the the, the space you got to fill, right? Yeah, it's gonna be like so empty, you know. And then that might encourage you to like just spend more money, buy more stuff because you got more space. You need more furniture. You need a sofa here. You need a TV there. So you end up spending a lot of money on on space which you don't really need. Mm. And I don't know. I think I think in this in this respect, a thousand square foot apartment, if you have the things that you kind of need, uh, even if they're like kind of close by. Uh, I think it is. It is pretty good. Like those studio apartments, right? Like the yeah. kitchen kind of like melts into like the bedroom. I mean that that is another extreme. Those are like pretty pretty small units. Uh, I think I would still like to have walls, <laughs> and not just be like in one room, because like imagine you like cook right, and you like fry something in the kitchen, and then you, like your bed gets all oily because of the uh, frying and all mm, that crap. True. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Karen. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, would I rather stay in a thousand feet or ten thousand feet? I mean, it'd be nice to stay in a ten thousand feet square uh, apartment. You know, it would mean that you're rich, probably. You could be poor in an know. empty house, and then you can be minimalist. You could because you, you can You don't have the money to fill up your hundred <laughs> hundred or so rooms in the house. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But it is a sign of like opulence, you know. It like, is. It um, is. Yeah, decadence to have a thousand square foot. Oh my god, uh, like oh, not thousand, ten thousand square feet. Like ten thousand square foot in Singapore would be the equivalent of like a super good class bungalow. <laughs> be like a in a big bungalow, a yeah. big one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably like like maybe where the president stays. Wait, president stays. President president's house is probably smaller than that. But <laughs> yeah, we probably need to figure out uh, you know, how big the president's house is. I yeah, I don't yeah, I'm, I, I don't quite know either. I don't know. I, I think she used to stay HDB, but now, you know, because of security issues, they moved her to ah, probably yeah, like land, yeah. landed property or something. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, so so for me to come back to the question, I think a uh, thousand square foot apartment for one person is, uh, it's it's very, very comfortable. And to fill it with stuff, uh, make it feel like home, I think it, it, it's a lot easier. It costs a lot less money than trying to fill up something that's 10,000 square feet, you know? Mm. And for, yeah. for me, I, I do concur. I do think that 1,000 square feet is a good size. I think it's probably shaped by the idea that we have because we've always grown up in, you know, these kind of apartments where it's about 1,000 mm. square feet. So, mm. you know, we make do with what we have. And uh, I think for me, I... So I, I've been watching these uh, tiny house kind of uh, uh, YouTube YouTube shows, right? I believe that's uh, a YouTube uh, channel that does it. And so yeah, yeah. I, I have seen the effects of what good design can really do for a house, no matter how small mm. it is. And mm. so for me, that kind of shapes my thinking in the sense that you don't necessarily need more space. You just need to learn how to make good use of the space that you have. And in that terms of 1,000 square feet, it's not so small that yeah. you know no matter how well you do it up it's really just not enough it's yeah. I, I do think it's a good size and i do think that you know if you have a good floor plan if you have a good designer who can mold elements in and you have good planning ahead uh to be able to recognize what other things that you need in your life and to be able to implement it in your floor space i think that's mm -hmm. definitely something that can be worked with in terms of 1000 square feet i really never understood the idea of having a 10000 square foot apartment i think uh you know we watch we watch basketball right and a lot of those mm -hmm. basketball players are rich and they live in huge yeah. mansions mansions like, yo okay so some of them have families but their families are like what four or five people it's like what are you going to do with 10000 square feet and and you know there's this always like a slight irrational fear that I have, which is that you know mm. when you watch when you watch horror movies and <laughs> you walk in your house and the house is super yeah. huge and there's uh -huh. nothing there, there's no activity in a huge place, and so it kind of feels kind of creepy, right? Yeah, and yeah, it does. the worst one is that if you happen to have a, kind of like a corridor in your in your house, uh -huh. yeah, and and especially if the corridor kind of like loops at the end. To, to the side <laughs> there's, there's a corner going around yeah 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 and you can't so so you can't see what's going on at the other side of the house right, and you right. know your family's asleep or your family's not around that you have this 10,000 square foot apartment all to yourself oh mm. my goodness is that not going to be creepy and when you're walking through your 10,000 square foot apartment late at night you hear a sound at the other side what is it gonna be right 
That is true. That is true. But if you could afford ten thousand square feet in Singapore, you probably have a few like helpers and stuff like that. So you know, there's like more pitter patter. You know, people walking around. You'd be like, oh, that's just my helper. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. You could always install like you know, uh, they have those mirrors that they do on the roads <laughs> to let you see around the corner, like in those uh, multi. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> you could put one of those in your big ass house. <laughs> hey, you know the things that you don't want to see, they're not going to be seen in the mirrors. Oh, that's true. That is true. Okay, I think this is not a great, uh, great, not a great time to talk about these things. You know, it's a, yeah, no, still young, it's <laughs> a particular month in Singapore and in the Chinese calendar. So you know, oh, yeah. if you <laughs> put oh. a safe entry in your room, or <laughs> yeah, you know, if you if you do want to check it out, you can Google what month is it in Singapore or what what month is it in the Chinese Chinese calendar, and you can just figure out what we're talking about. Because I I sure am not. Hey, sponsor us. <laughs> I sure am not going to talk about it. No, I don't yeah. want to be sponsored. No, 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 uh, I, I don't know what to say okay we're gonna close here you know so you know we have come to the end of this episode thanks everyone for listening uh, we hope that we have explained uh, some of our thoughts uh, and the definitions of minimalism and maximalism some of the thoughts on why they are good but also why they might not be good and you know if you like what you hear give us a like and follow on Anchor Breaker Radio Public and Spotify and also share this podcast with your friends on your social media such as Facebook Instagram and Twitter Lastly, thanks to John for joining me for this episode and we will talk to you again next week. Bye! See ya! It's